as many of us have come in discouraged, many of us have come in weakened by the world, many of us have come in, we've lost sight of what has been laid out before. So today I, I pray that the Lord would give the increase of encouragement as we look upon the this great faith He has given us in the things that He's laid out for us. I want us to truly be encouraged as we look at the world falling down around us, that we not look too long because it will tear us down, that we keep our eyes focused upon the God of glory that our brother Jerry had read to us in Philippians, and God exposes Himself through the Word of God, all the time encouraging us, encouraging us, strengthening us. But we have to have ears to hear this very thing. And so as we go into Hebrews chapter 12, you could go ahead and turn there. And I want to bring a couple of things with us. Today, he, we see that in Hebrews, uh, up to chapter 10, he talks about the superiority of Jesus Christ in the New Covenant. And as it goes forward, he talks about the church responsibility in light of Christ uh, prioritized superiority in the church. And so, again, he's uh, all the way through the, the book of faith here, the, the book of the presence of God, all the way through. He, he's calling out the people to put their faith in action. Isn't that wonderful? Because we... Sometimes, if we're not careful, we can get on the sideline and forget we're supposed to be running the race. So today, I pray that the Lord really encourage us. I want us to be able also to find ourselves that when it comes to Hebrews 12, we're going to go back to 1. When it comes there, we want to be able to uh, unpack this metaphor in such a way that the saints that have gone on before us are not only witnessing to us about this true God-given faith, but we are a witness to them. Not that they are able to see from heaven and look down to see us run. It's a metaphor. It's not speaking in that. But I tell you, we, we're found in one way today. We're all in the same race. It's not competition one with another. We need to remember that, and God help us to remember that. We are in the same race. We're running the same race. Amen? We're running the same race together. Some are a little bit further ahead. Some are a little bit further behind. But some are in the middle. But we're all in the same race. And that race is really to make much of this God who we call Jesus. And so in this chapter we'll be looking at, I want you to give you the title to the sermon and it's really what we are. We're faith runners. And we see this. So if you will stand with me in reading God's Word. We're going to read chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. And I want you to please take notice in two words that are in here. It says, let us. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, 
Let us also lay aside every encumbrance in the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And I would say, let us, and the word says, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let us consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners and against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let us consider the Word of God. Father, we do thank you for your Word. And Lord, we, we pray that you would help us to, to examine ourselves as we go through by your Word. Encourage us, strengthen us, show us what's wrong, show us what's right. Lord, that we may be an encouragement to, to one another as we continue to run this race. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. It's such a habit of mine to pray after I read the Scripture, and so we can't have too much prayer, and so I didn't have, really feel uncomfortable comfortable about praying again. All right, so we want to look at this faith runner. A faith runner is one who has faith, and I'm going to give you uh, five points. I don't want you to freak out. There's five points, and we're not going to stay long in each one, except for the first one. So a faith runner must lay aside Every weight that weighs them down. A faith runner must run with endurance. A faith runner must keep his eyes on the prize. A faith runner must not grow weary. A faith runner must have to see a worth in Christ. And that's why he is running. We see that in this first verse, we have therefore, and we know what that's there for. And that re goes back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, and actually all the way to the first of the book, chapter 1. But it says, therefore, as it's looking back to the heroes of faith, the faith runners, the hall of faith, we see the, these people here that God has given us to, to see what this looks like. Before we can run a race of faith, we have to have faith. And to have faith means it's not that we join the church and become religious. Having faith, we know that it's clear that the Bible says that faith, now faith in verse 1 in chapter 11, is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. For up by it men of old gained approval. Thinking about this, Right? And, I may, and if I may go a little further, by faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. And then it goes on, by faith, by faith. But before we get here, a faith runner must have faith, okay? And you can't go buy that at the store. You can't go buy that at the church. A faith runner must be get, receive this gift of God and it's the gift of God because we see it in Ephesians chapter 2. And I want to uh, say to all the guys that really love the doctrines of grace, I praise God for it. But there's more books in the Bible than Ephesians. Okay? 
So, thinking about this, in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, For by, by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Not as a result of works, so that you may boast. And this confirms the passage that we had in Romans chapter 12, but it was referring back to Romans chapter 8, verse 30, when it talks about being predestined, called, justified, and glorified by the power of God. The gift of God is faith. And so, as we're looking at this, we see that, it, you know, the Bible is constantly uh, building a thread all the way through it that we may be strengthened by faith. And I have a couple of acronyms here. I, I want to give you a couple. I'll tell you which one my favorite one is, which will be the last one, by the way. Faith is uh, full assurance in trusting Him. Faith is fact accepted in the heart. And here's my favorite. Faith, fallen humanity adopted by God, intentional atonement transformed by God, held by God. Amen? This is the flag that we wave because the, the faith is the fuel for the runner. This only way that we can run by faith is by having this God-given gift from God to run. And as we look, I want you to think about the race that you have run this past week. And not what your wife ran or your friends had run, but your run in this run for faith, run in faith. Think about the fuel that fuels us, that gives us the energy to run. That's pretty wonderful once we start sinking our teeth in and start hearing and start believing it. By faith, we receive these words of God. By faith, it says in 11, uh, uh, verse 6, it says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. As we go through this track, as we step into the uh, stadium, I want us to, to think about our race in the stadium that we live in today. You came in either really encouraged today, you came in either just kind of maybe beat down a little bit, or you came in really discouraged today. But hopefully by the grace of God, we will leave today encouraged by God. And that He is the one that He, He has given us this glorious gift of knowing Him. Being able to believe in Him. And I hope that you never get tired of hearing that. Well, maybe you did last week. And right now your faith finds you on the side of the road somewhere, just kind of stalled out. But you're here physically today. That, but let us hear the encouraging word of God when we see that by grace we have been brought into his family. And by grace we have, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, passing on the baton to us, we by faith run and pass on the baton to the others. Amen? You see that? It's we, we are receiving the, the baton from those that are set in the uh, stadium and encouraging us to run the race. Run. 
You run with all your heart, with all your mind, and all that you are. If you have a high view of God and a high view of what he is worth, man, you're going to run the race to win. Amen? What a glorious God we have today, but we must run by faith. And as he shows us these things, we're a witness unto them. They're not a witness up to, to us as they might be looking down heaven. No one looks down from heaven but God. No one. We get a little crazy in some things. And one of the things that we need to make sure that you can find in the Bible is something that you may have uh, heard your entire life, but you can't find it in the Bible. The Bible's not the one that's wrong. We have to be willing to lay that stuff aside and say, Lord, I, I know I, I may not understand everything, but this fuel that you're giving me, I'm running by faith to help, to help me understand that uh, just because I've heard it all my life doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it wrong, but doesn't make it right. It's God's word that the baton, you think about this baton, is given unto us. And now we're to run. Isn't that exciting? It is to me, and I hope it is to you, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. We must believe. How do you know that you believe? Because you love God. And you love Him more than people's opinion of yourself or anything else that may drag you down. But you don't do it so hard that it's a sinful way to be acting that way. But we are to look at this as we look that we must have faith. In this, we have seen the faithful runners. And I want to set the scene for you. And as I set the scene, I want you to keep this picture in your mind as one running the race. Okay, in this, let's see, how can I do this? In this uh, coliseum or uh, stadium, more like a stadium, I want to give you the layout of the track itself. On this end of it, where they would start at, on this particular time in history, they would start out to be a flat wall right here. This is where you would enter, and this is where you would come out. There would be a pillar here, and you would go up about a mile and make the current turn with a pillar there, and then you'd come back and turn this way, and the one who was judging held the prize. Now I want you to grab all that. So it's flat here. We come up. We run back. It's about a two-mile lap. It's, in our world, it's a marathon. But the marathon has already been won by Christ. And so looking at that baton has been given unto us. And as we look unto the prize, we hear that, Paul, we are to press uh, toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God, that in Christ Jesus, it's a marathon, and we're going to suffer many things. And you think about what has to happen when we see these things that, that are glorious. We have to prepare ourselves to get into a race, the race. And the first thing that we do when we start preparing ourselves to get into the race is that we have to strip off everything, right? And what does it say? It says in this run, it says, let us also lay aside every encumbrance. And here it's not talking about sinful things, not yet, it will in just a minute. 
But we have to have faith, which is given by God. In order to be a faith runner, we must lay aside everything that may drag, drag us down, whether it be people, whether it be weight, whether it just be TV, whether it be the cell phone, whether it be the cell phone, or whether it be the cell phone. It's not necessarily wrong, but when it pulls you away from time with the Lord, it becomes wrong, and it may uh, uh, cause you to be weighed down unnecessarily. It's just like playing football or uh uh, playing golf or, or uh, you know, whatever your, your hobby is, what do you do more of? And yeah, I know that you can worship God in those areas. You can worship God on a computer too, but let's look, look how, uh, how fast do you really want to run this race? How fast do we really want to run? It's to, it depends on how worthy you see Christ. And that's, that's convicting when you, when you think about that. Oh, my. But the whole time, as they're warming up and getting ready to run the race, they're stretching and doing all the stuff. They're warming up, and, and things are being peeled out in, in their lives. Okay, now, if I want to be really fast and run this race, I'm going to have to lay aside everything. That means even my clothes back in their day, not us. But in their day, they wouldn't even wear clothes when they ran because they didn't want anything whatsoever weighing them down see that just in that one part not even get to the part of uh sin that so entangles the trips us up and everything else it says that we must lay aside the weight that drags us down whether it be movies there's so many things that that can truly apply to Maybe it's just sitting there and being amazed at your belly button. It's just a waste of time. If we're going to run this race and run it well, we need to get some things out of our lives. The good things, it's just too much of a good thing weighs you down. When we have our priority offset... Well, I want to run the race, but I don't want to. Run. I just want to get there. I don't want really any effort on my side. Well, you need to examine that because we have the the faith, the book of faith, right here, where it talks about um, by faith. There's several several times I have it listed here by faith. By faith, and by faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Isaac. By faith, Joseph. By faith, Moses. Now, I want you to think about this for just a minute. What happens to, where we get in this world of convenience, and it drags us down, right? And so, and when this world of convenience starts dragging us down, when we spend more time on our phone than we do anything else, or whatever it may be, the phone's the easiest one that we have in our day. And so, but... We should be encouraged because the stadium, as you walk into the stadium, think about this. Now, it's a metaphor, but I want you to work with me for just a minute. Think about the stadium that you walk in. If you went to a college football game, you hear all the, when they're first coming onto the field, you hear the, you hear all the hollering and the screaming going on, right? You get, you're pumped up. Everybody's pumped up. They're feeding off of each other. They're excited about the game. We should be excited about the Lord. 
and what he has and what he's done for us, right? And there, Ram is this metaphor that he gives us that, you know, it's, it's an exciting time is that we can see uh, that we're weighed down because of entertainment or self may even be in the way or relationship where people just, they just drag you down all the time. So you probably need to get them and other things that's in your life outside of that, that they don't weigh you down as you run the race. Running the race. We're faith runners. So we need to pull these things aside. We see that Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25, everyone who competes in the game exercises self-control. Do you see that? And in all things, they do not receive a perishable wreath, but we, an imperishable wreath, prize, we receive the imperishable prize of Christ. So we must lay aside some things. In order to be encouraged, we need to make sure that we understand the ones that have gone before us. And they're saying, come on, you can do it. Come on, man, you can do it. You ever had a, somebody, a coach that you were about to, I lift weights all the time. Running was not my baby. I, I did not run, only on accident. <laughs> but lifting weights was something else. It's, you know, you have people coaching you as you're lifting weights and stuff, and, and they'd get in your face and everything else, but they would encourage you and strengthen you, the uh, drilling and pushing on even more to push forward by the coaches. We had the coaches in the stadium. They have been sawed in two. They have been ripped apart, right? And they're saying to you, right? They're saying to us, come on, come on, run the race. Run, run it well, run it like Jesus is worth everything that is setting before you. Run, run, run. And you hear it in the background, you hear the coach go, come on, come on. I saw this thing on the news the other day, and there's a, a lady running like a, some kind of marathon. And like the last mile, I think it was, Right? She was already telling the people running beside her, I can't go any further, I can't go any further, I can't go any further, right? And guess what happened? Her daughter came out and got up beside her and ran with her. She finished the race with the encouragement. It's a picture of Christ, really, but that wasn't their deal. But the idea is that Christ is saying, come on. And we're in the same race. And we're being pulled down in so many different areas that we're saying, come on, come on. We're, in, we're not running against each other, right? We, we, we're running the race. And right now we're, we're getting ready to leave. And we see the, the second pillar out there that's going to mark our mark right now. Our, our Ebenezer's out there, right? The Bible's out there for us. And we see it. And we're going to run that mark. And we're, going, and we're excited about it. Why? Because Christ is, once we make that turn, and we have the Bible, but once we make that turn, who's at the finish line? Christ, and he's saying, come, come on, you can do it. You can do it. Lay aside everything that's unworthy of your time. Come on, run, run it well. Then he goes on and say, the faith runner must lay aside everything. Let us lay aside the sin that so easily entangles us. Now, that's just sin. That's sin in every form that you can think of. The main sin, sin that it's going to be is the lack of faith. The lack of exercising that faith that God has given us. Putting it to use. Our faith runner must have this faith. But faith is an action word. 
Isn't that wonderful? He said, come on, run. Don't look at that. Don't do that. Don't fall into that. Don't pick up the tool that Satan wants to give you. Remember back in James when we was reading this and looking at this, right? James says, put aside all filthiness, all the remains of wickedness and humility. Receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. All right? So now we have something that we should be reading, we should be studying, and we should always have before us as our compass, as our marker, as our third marker out there in the race to win, right? This is out here calling us because of the ones that have gone before us, the one that has suffered much. So if you have a problem with greed, stop it. If you have a problem with pride, examine yourself. If you have a problem with being arrogant, stop it. Look at the Word of God. It's wonderful stuff. How fast do you want to run? Sometimes I have found myself, I want the prize, but I don't want the trouble that comes with it. And can I just skip over to the prize? Can I just jump to that end? Well, that's not how... The Lord laid it out for us. It says, uh, put everything aside that may entangle us. The ideal is, is that, you ever seen the boxers go into the boxing ring and they have a uh, robe on them? Theirs is a little short, but the idea is that the robe that they're talking about here goes all the way to the ground. So when they are going to enter into the race and they're going to run, they're not wearing a robe or a three-piece suit. You see a runner, he's running as light as he possibly can without being locked up for streaking today. Now, that's not what I'm talking about, but in our spiritual world, in our spiritual mind, and this God-given uh, faith that he's given us, we are to strip all that stuff aside that may cause us to stumble and trip and fall. Putting aside all things that we may run the course. Run the course. Number three, we, we've seen that you must have faith. You must strip off anything that will weigh you down. And number three, we have what? You must run the race with endurance. We can't quit. There's times that we're on the sideline, we're beat up, and we think the whole world doesn't like us. Well, you can ask Moses about some of that. He persevered. He kept his eyes focused on Christ. He said, I don't know what the Lord has for my life. I'm just kind of out here. Well, your, your job is to make much of him like Abraham. Abraham didn't know where he was going, didn't know what ministry was going to look like. But by faith, he went. And so we see Sarah having a child. We see all these things. But I'm telling you, we can and there's no doubt we can be sitting on the sideline right now. And may you be encouraged right now to get back in the race. May you lay aside all the things that are not sin, but just take your time and there's no benefit to it. Right? I mean, if the Lord came back today, really, you know, what, what's really going to count is how you ran the race. Could you imagine standing before God? And you come up with one little puny little trophy that you made because you just wanted the prize at the end of salvation. 
apart. And you just have this little trophy right here that you just, that's all I got. Because that's all I wanted to have. That's all I wanted to give you. Oh my. That should encourage us even more to, to count the cost. We don't go into this blind. I mean, like I said, there's people that's cutting too. That, uh, it was horrible for them. And the Bible says in verse 38 of Hebrews 11, it says, men in whom the world was not worthy of. So we see the encouragement of chapter 11 to press on. Press on. Don't give in. Don't give in. Don't give up. Run the race. It's worth it. It's worth every mile of it to make much of him Run the race. Count the cost. You're in the marathon. The, the ones over in 11, all the saints have gone before us before. They've given us the baton. Now you run. They've given it to us. And now you run. You run. Wear this. Do this. Enjoy him. Run. That's wonderful stuff. Not for a little while. We run because he that endures unto the end, he will be saved. That's the evidence of true saving faith. The power, the fuel for the faith runner, right? And the endurance comes and all fueled by this God-given faith that God has given us. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it wonderful to know that you can't lose your salvation? So right now, you have to do everything just perfect. If you don't, you're off. You're out of the team. You're off the team. No, he's, he comes alongside and says, come on. Come on. You're in the race. You're sitting on the sideline right now. Come on, get off the sideline. Come on, run the race. Do you see me yet? Do you see Jesus? Jesus is saying at the end, at the end, because he is the judge, and he is the one that has the prize, and he himself is the prize, and he's saying, come on. Come on. You can, you can do this. Come on. I'll give you the strength to do it. Just cut away everything else that you don't need. Run to me. Don't you want to run to him? Don't you want him? Don't you want to run the race well till you can give him everything? Man, what a glorious God that we have. He did this what? So let us run with endurance the race that was set before us. Each one of us have a track to run We're in the same stadium. We all have kind of a different race. We all different parts of the race. For we see that we are, ha we are in need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what he promised. And that is in Hebrews 10, 36. Matthew tells us, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Right? The marathon of life is this joy, the triumphal joy of Christ, that we may run this race this race that's, uh, that is so easily get behind. So we are to run and not grow weary. We are to do this. When we see a brother or sister on the sideline, I want to tell you this before I get to the next point there. Uh, uh, we see this in Ephesians. It says, be kind one to another. Be tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Just as Christ has forgiven you, what do you do? You, you encourage your brother to get back into the race. You encourage your sister that to get back into the race. Why is the race so important? Because Christ is so important. There's nothing on this earth you can set beside him that would equal anything of his worth. 
So again, now we're on forward. The runner must keep his eyes on the prize. First, he has to have faith, lay aside everything, and run to finish the race, right? And now we are to keep our eyes on the prize. Now, what, what do you, when you think about that, what comes to your mind? Keeping your eyes on the, the prize? That would be a verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see that? We're faith runners. When he has finished the race, Christ did it perfectly, and now he's telling us to do it because we love him and giving us the strength to do so. Keeping our eyes upon the prize, keeping our eyes upon the God of glory, making our face set like flint, as we see in Isaiah 50, right? God, Lord, help me. Therefore, I am not disgraced. Therefore, I set my face like flint and know that I will not be ashamed. Keeping your eyes focused on Christ, not looking to the left or to the right, not looking to the world or to the job or to the discouragement or to whatever that may be that, that it caused. You remember Peter? Peter walked on water. Until he got his eyes off the prize. He got his eyes off of Jesus, and what happened to him? He started sinking. We get our eyes off of Jesus, what happens to us? We're on the sideline. We're dragging. It's not so fun being a Christian anymore. Why? Because we're limping. We're beat up. But today, I hope you are encouraged. Why? Because I want to encourage you to keep your eyes upon Christ. He's worth every insult. He's worth every discouragement. He's worth every trial that you have to go through. And all of this is to grow you in your faith that you make, make, make more of him, much more of him. Why? Because your face is set like flint in the hardness and looking to him and keeping the blinders on you to keep away the world, keep away the things. You're in the world, not of the world. You are to be uh, insulated from the world and not isolated from the world. They must see Christ in us. They must see that we are actual faith runners keeping our eyes upon the price, and that price is well worth anything that may cause us any trouble. I'm going to move on to the fifth point here. The faith runner must not grow weary. Faith runner will grow weary if we lose sight of what Christ did for us. He may grow weary because, not because I'm sinfully arrogant about the things of the Lord or sinfully arrogant that I'm right or what the arrogant can be very wrong. Uh, but the the idea is that we we must run this race in such a way that it encourage others to get back in there and run the race. Now each one of us came in a different part of the race, although we're in the same race. But we can't grow weary, and we need the brethren, we need the sister, we need the church body to help us to to run this race well. 
Ultimately, now you're running the race, and now you're turning the corner. You know what you see at the end, right? On the third pillar, the third mark that you're trying to hit the mark, you're pressing toward the mark, right? You know what you see there? You see Jesus. You see Jesus. Now think about it, right? You see Jesus, and this is really happening. He's saying, come on. Come on. I paid the price for you. Come. Run. Run, child, run, run unto me, run unto me with all that you got, every ounce of energy that you got. I will be there when you get weary and pick you up and bring you on into the finish line because it is perfectly finished in me. That makes me want to run. It does me. I'm trying not to run up here, but it's making me want to run. Why? Because, man, Christ is worth it. We're going to die. Every one of us in this room, we're going to die, and we're going to stand before this God. We passed this baton on to the next generations, like the children that are in here. We're passing that on to them. Run, run the race. Be encouraged. Don't grow weary. You've been, Christ was whipped, beaten, spit upon, crucified. He didn't give in to discouragement or despair or fatigue. Christ was focusing on doing the Father's will. And he did it for the glory of his grace. And right in the middle of that, I like to say that Romans 5, 5 is that reality that the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. Saints of God, take courage. Jesus said to us, in John 16, 33, These things I have spoken to you so that you may have peace, my peace. In the world you may have tribulation. Be of good uh, courage. Take courage. I have overcome the world. He's finished the race. Paul ends with this. In Galatians, before you go there, let us uh, not lose heart in doing good, for in due time you will reap if you do not grow weary. When we grow weary, it's because we think more of the problem or more of my self-opinion or whatever that may be, more of something more than we do the Bible. God is teaching us something through every trial, every a season that we have. He's teaching us something. The question is not why. The question is, what are you teaching me, Lord? And he may just be teaching you that you need to toughen up a little bit. You need to learn. You need to, uh, as me and Pastor Chris have talked about, you just need to toughen up, buttercup. Now, some don't like that, and I don't mean that to you, but it's an ongoing joke with us. And, and it's, uh, take courage. God is for you. He's not against you. He's for you. Take courage. He, he's finished the race. You left. You became. Uh, uh, you be, you're sanctified. You're being sanctified. And you will be sanctified. Amen. By the power of God and him alone. Don't, don't grow weary. Keep your eyes on the prize. And you keep your eyes on the prize. Which is written in the word of God. Right. It says let us consider him. In those times of great trial and tribulation, let us look upon this God and be encouraged. Let us, as Timothy, 
uh, Paul writes Timothy in chapter 4. What will you say at the end of your life? Will it be this? I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, over here, will award me that day, not only to me, but also all who have loved his appearing. In 11.4, it talks about that though he is dead, he still speaks. God testifying about his gifts through faith. And again, it goes back to Abel. Though he is dead, he still lives. Why? Because we're able to read about him. We, we have the Ebenezer. We have the final pillar, and Jesus is in it. Jesus is saying to us, by, the, by, your, by this direction, you know, races have rules. You just don't go out there and run your own race. He has rules and guidelines that we must run, but we must not grow weary. We must fight the good fight of faith, finish the course, and receive the crown of righteousness that we may give to our righteous judge. And all those who love the appearing. And just thinking about this, there's just much more in this uh, that could be had. But we want to finish with the invitation here. Is to look at your race. Run. Think about the acronym for it. Run. And it's a, I don't know if it's acronym, but it says R-U-N. The race, run, run, are you in the race, run, are you running, are you tired, are you wore out, then look unto him, call upon him. If you're encouraged and strengthened and don't lack any of these things, we'll help the brother that's on the sideline, help the sister that's on the sideline to be encouraged, be a true faith runner. So let us examine ourselves as we see the worth in reaching forward in persistence in God, applying ourselves with purpose of His written Word, conquering evil through the power of God, endured hardness with patience. Let us run and not grow weary. How fast do you want to run? That will be gauged about how worthy you find him. You want to run the race to bring much glory to his name? Well, then you'll be running fast, steady, strong, with endurance. You have a high view of him? you'll have a high view of the prize. So let us run with endurance. Fight the good fight of faith. Let us, all of us, run to our King. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for your word, your encouraging word, strengthening us and 
every way that we may make much of you, Lord. Help us to examine ourselves. That we may see, Lord, where we're at in the race. Are we running strong? What needs to be taken out of our lives? What needs to be brought in? Lord, as we run a race, we don't want anything to weigh us down. And let us examine everything that takes our time this very day. That we may examine it and say, Lord, I don't need that in my life, or I need a little uh, less of it in my life. And when it comes to sin, we don't need that at all. That's just uh, entangling us up uh, and making us trip and fall, Lord, because we picked it up. And so, Lord, we pray if there be any wicked way in us, we, we pray that you reveal it to us and help us, Lord, to be about your business and for your glory. If there be any here, Lord, that find themselves outside the race, find themselves, Lord, just puttering along, barely, Lord, if or do we, if there be someone here just on the sidelines, Lord, we pray that you would encourage them, strengthen them to run the race, to be that true faith runner, to run even harder as we leave here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.